Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You guys, <laughs> last week when we talked about the fact that Tommy doesn't like going out with any couples like in this town, like only in New York, which we go to what, like three times a year if we're lucky? If we're lucky. So I wanted to say we kind of have to circle back and apologize to the people in LA <laughs> who we love. But like, I feel like Tommy's got more of the apologizing I don't feel like do. I have to apologize to anyone because <laughs> I've made it abundantly clear on the episode that that's just how I am. No, There's nothing against any should. of you friends. You should care about people that have listened to this and have been like, You're the one that threw what am the I, Chuck You said that you didn't have any friends. You didn't like anybody in LA. I didn't say it. I just said I like to prefer to stay home. If y'all heard last week, you know that... We had an amazing trip where Tommy, like, come on, this is the thing. I had the best time, too. And I think there's another aspect of this. I heard back from her. Yeah. And uh, she feels that she was her, made the her, of. Just clarify that the her is the wife of your best friend yeah, yeah, who we went one, on vacation the, with yeah, last month. Yeah. Her. I heard back from her. Yeah. Yeah. She feels like, again, she's, you know, is being Ridiculed. made fun of worse than everybody else. And I told her, that's why you got the trophy. You got a trophy. You're going to be made fun of about that trip into perpetuity. That's going to go on your head forever. I love the, the group text we're on where you wrote that she was being made fun of and then you told her that, but jam. she was the most fun and she's like, that's for sure. That's, I definitely was. Sure. <laughs> I brought the laughter. I brought the entertainment. I brought it all. I am everything. Yeah, she definitely feels she got made fun of more than her husband. <laughs> Listen, it was necessary. So nobody wants to talk about or ever deal with difficult things in life. But today's episode, it's, it is going to be sad, um, but so important. And we're listening to you guys and the things that you write to us. And we even have some questions at the end that specifically came from you guys to the Till the Dirt page on IG. And it's got to happen. Right, Tommy? This episode has to happen. Well, listen, one of the things that I read 
you know, and I read all the reviews and the comments too. One of the things that people enjoy or really like about what they get from our podcast is that we're real and we're authentic and you can't be real and authentic Honest. without telling all the truth. You know, there's peaks and valleys to life. There's ups and downs. And this episode, we talk about some of the downs. And when your father got sick, it was not a happy time, you know? Trigger warning. This week is about... <sighs> there was this ill-fated day when I'm kissing my dad, squeezing his hand as I always do. I give him a hug and his fingers were lifeless and unresponsive to me. I called my friend and I described what was going on. He said, what are you talking about? Because this is a doctor at Cedar sinai my friend. He goes, call 911 right away. So my dad gets rushed to the hospital where we find out a lot of really dangerous things are happening in his chest, blood clots, his head, it's stroke. Um, long story short, our lives never became the same again. And Tommy, you've got your whole thing you're going to say, but I just wanted to say that our relationship went from being this like sexy, boozy, fun, romantic, crazy, wild, fly by the seat of our pants, like amazing thing to this sudden, drastic our life, our new job is to be sitting in a hospital bed comforting my father all day, every day into the middle of the night. When you really want to get into like, who are you getting into bed with? Really want to go through something together? Well, hell, we got dealt the worst thing that ever, ever, I never, ever wanted my father to pass away. I always told him that he had to promise me to stay alive for two hundred and fifty years. Yeah, well he's not a vampire. He's not Count Dracula. It's but not you he know. promised me. So when my father well, got keep, sick unless he was Count Dracula, it's not a promise he could keep. But when um he was sick, it definitely brought us close like from that point on more or less, we both knew that we were in it for the long haul. That led to going to the emergency room. And then the next day you were like, yeah, he had eight strokes. He's in real bad shape. And I felt fucking terrible because, you know, we still were just kind of fighty. And, you know, I'm a nice guy. Probably one of the nicest people most people will meet. I like to joke around, have fun. But if you want to catch me at my worst, it's when I'm tired or when I'm just woken up. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, honey. Bear. You know what? You are still bear. like that. Yeah, no. To yeah. what I, I'm a bear. <laughs> that's just that's one of my things. Do not get me cranky. Do not get me tired. And do not just wake me up and expect me to be rainbows and unicorns because I'm not. I'm a fucking dick. And I was a dick this night, you know. And then I felt real bad. And, uh, you know, from like that point forward, I wanted to show her one that I, because again, she has all these people in her periphery, but everybody's got their own shit. Yeah, we had an emergency. And from that point on, no matter how much I thought that he was going to completely heal and become who he was when he was 60 or 50, that didn't quite happen. We were able to extend his life, but the quality didn't ever really rise up the way we had hoped. But our life is stuck in this vacuum of, Work, hospital, shower, work, hospital, repeat. We didn't do anything else. That was it. You know, we tried to be as happy as we could in that time. 
Uh, the cameras were actually up for Shaz for a lot of that too, and you could see. And, and remember that scene? She was, she was not, you know, in a good place, but she was, she was being real, real strong. And they never, you can only shine the light so much, so nobody really saw all that went in to her just getting out of bed every morning. My dad and I played tennis. We swam in the ocean. We did like extreme sports, basically. And then we went from there was this one doctor's appointment where I was like, Doctor Horsandy. Can my dad and I still swim in the ocean? And he looked at me and he goes, are you crazy? Your dad's not strong enough anymore to deal with big waves. And I think about all the time how much I was holding on to the things that I wanted to be able to do. And you did that a lot with booze. Uh, you know, the backdrop of our of the beginning phases, even throughout our relationship, she was drinking a lot. Now, I drank a lot too. It was a lot of fun. You know, we'd party a lot. But there was also, you know, among that backdrop was her, what's going on with her dad, you know. To see her with her father, it's a beautiful thing to witness because there's a there's a magic that they had together. Uh, you know, there's a chemistry that they had that it's, you can't put a price on it. You can't make it up. And I like to tell a story about her dad. We would pick him up. Like on the weekend, we go pick him up. We'd bring him back to the house. he hang out for the day. And then normally I would drive him back alone. So by the end of the day, I was too tired to drive. And you were like, oh, don't worry about it, babe. I got it. I got to spend some time with him. I got to talk with your father a little bit. It was just me and him. You know, he was a real nice I never dude. thought of it that way, but that's very cute. Yeah. And I might get emotional. And I hope I don't. But, you know, he was a real special guy. And... One of the stories that I like to tell about her father, to kind of put a nutshell of the type of guy he was, I used to drive him home, and uh, more often than not, oh, shit, man. More often than not, we would just shoot the shit. He'd give me a little vantage points on his thoughts on life. Stuff like that. But again, he had lost a little something on his fastball. So, you know, the communication wasn't always great. You know, some days were better than others. And this particular time, he's like, uh, you got to take me to my parking lots. You got to take me to my lots. I got to go to my lots. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm thinking of calling her. I don't know if this is, you know, because he had parking lots. He had. He doesn't have them anymore relatively close to you know where they lived and uh i didn't even know where they were you know i knew about them kind of like heard them in passing but he was like i gotta go to my lots i gotta see they're on sunset yeah right beyond the viper room and the only reason i know is because he's now directing me and again this guy isn't always you know at his sharpest and he's like no i gotta go to my lots by viper room we have to go i gotta go there and like it was I'm like all right so i bring him there and uh shit man the guy working there and you know he started crying the other guy like he had to go tell the other guy that shams was there and uh the guy from the viper room came out the guy from the liquor store like they all looking at me like who the fuck am i you're with shams you know what i mean and just in that little moment bro uh you could tell uh fuck fuck oh Sorry. Just in that moment, you could tell how magical a guy that was. And uh, I'm proud my son has his name. Uh, and I'm grateful for the time I got to spend with him. 
that story is a story I'll always tell, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get through it at some point in life without fucking weeping like a baby. Kind of like but, if, uh, if you don't give shams some candy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's a special the guy. The baby shams, I mean. He was a special guy, and that was a special moment. And again, no one else in the world can know that that moment happened except me and him and those other people who I never met, who I don't know, never met. This special, special person that was a part of your life is now, like I said, he's not the same. Because I could tell it. So I know you could tell that he's not the same. And then he had like eight strokes one night. And like we had been fighting like so much to the point that when you told me, I turned it into a fight. Like, I, you know, when I got work, I got work, bro. I got work in the morning. So unless I had the strokes, I, I got work. You know what I mean? And when she told me in the middle of the night, I was just, I was like a real dick. You know, I, 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 to this day, I feel bad. You know, to this day, I feel bad that how I reacted in that moment because you didn't deserve it. But like I said, we had been bickering. And one of the reasons that we had been bickering is that she was carrying around all this weight and still trying to keep a smile on her face. And, you know, as someone who, who has been in that position, it might have been when I was 13, but I've been there. I should have been more sympathetic to it or more, at least more cognizant of it, the fact that you were going through what you were going through. And, you know, alcohol was just helping you get through it. I think it was taking what I thought was definitely taking the edge off. And from that moment forward, for the foreseeable future, I'm talking, you know, the next four to six months, because, you know, again, he was never the same from that moment forward with me either. He was never the same. There was no more of us picking him up and him coming. He lived more or less the rest of his life in some sort of hospital or whatever, with better moments for certain, but just never really the same. We were able to get him to come over for Christmas and like that, but I had to no, carry him. We was, still, what it turned into was that he had to go into a lot of physical therapy in order to be able to stand up. Yeah. And he ended up having to have a feeding tube. That's as it progressively got worse. And this time, you know, this was really for, for us as a test because we've already been through a lot, you know, when you go through it in the course of a relationship in a pretty short period of time. And, you know, there were moments of doubt, but right away that all went out the window because I just didn't want her to have to go through this by herself. So it was just her and I, you know, especially after my initial reaction. I was such a dick that, you know, I wanted to, you know, I'm a loyal guy, man. I go down with the ship and I wanted her to know that I had her back. So like from that moment forward, day in, day out, I would get up for work at, you know, five in the morning, go to work, come home. She'd, you know, jump in the shower and then she and I would go to the hospital and, uh, you know, we'd be there until they kicked us out at night. And uh, I'm grateful for that time with us together. You know, when uh, we had each other's backs, we always will. We had a lot of laughs. It wasn't just misery. Like, there was a chicken wing place up the block that we would go to. An Irish pub. Yeah, an Irish pub that we'd go get wings at nightly. And we'd, we'd have just as many laughs as, you know, she had tears when we go back. But, I you know, it made me amazed, more amazed by my woman. She's one of the strongest people I've ever, I've ever been across. And I'll tell you one thing. She gets a lot of it from her mama. Because <laughs> Darth Vita, you know, that's when she and I got real close. Because I think Darth Vita, you know, I was there every day. She wasn't. First of all, to her credit, you know, they're divorced. She doesn't have to be there every day. You know, and I remember in that moment, you used to call and give her shit about not coming more or whatever. She came a lot, man. She would go to work. She'd be on her feet all day. 
busting her ass, and then she would leave work sometimes. She'd come there and sit with us all night. You know, again, they were divorced, but that's the father of her, her daughter who, you know, she might give a lot of shit to, but at the end of the day, she was there for you, you know, as much as she could be in that time. Well, what's really cool, if we're going to actually talk about something so unique about my parents, is that we all lived in our own condo units in the same building. So as a as a divorced couple, my parents Yeah, still, what you guys did was not normal. I did, like, when you tell people, it's crazy. Yeah, even though my mom and dad got the divorce, it was very cool that they still stuck around for each other for the important stuff, for the family stuff, for the sake of things like this. Well, I mean, you guys still, you vacation together. You still would do a lot of things together. And uh, what would happen at night? How would that even work? Like when, they, <laughs> when you guys would go take a trip together as a divorced couple, does Darth Vita stay in her own room? My mom and my dad and me, if we traveled, I don't care if you're talking about our trip to Capri, um, in Italian you say Capri, okay. or Vegas, do you oh, say Vegas in, in no, Nevada? No, in Farsi we say Las Vegas. Okay, okay. Las Vegas. Okay. We only and always had one room. Okay. My mom and my dad and I well, listen, always jams, had one room. Shams to the bitter end. Together. Lit up for Darth Vader. Oh, big big time. Like, big they, time. Like, more like than lit me. Lit up, dude. More than me. Yeah, maybe even more than you because you'd see a light come into his face. The both of you when you were together, it was really magical to look at. But he would light up for Darth Vader, dude. Like, like Rockefeller like still Christmas to tree. get her something like I've never seen. And she knew it, too. She knew she had him. She knew that, you know, he was still wrapped around a finger. Oh, I think she's aloof. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. I mean... She's a smart broad, your mother. She oh, didn't boy. know. But it'd be crazy because, like, we would go out to dinner, Darth Vader, you, him, me... And like it's like you know Marty McFly, bro, with the with the the DeLorean, dude. It's like Back to the Future. I would see my future, like I'd see him sitting there, and these two just yelling at each other in Fosse, and him be totally tuned out, trying to feed the dogs. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's me giving the Chihuahuas yeah, and the Pomeranians like, who, who like shouldn't even be in the restaurant. Filet mignon. Who shouldn't even be in the restaurant. These ladies have strong arms. They're like, yeah, like they're bomb detecting dogs. Like they got their dogs with them. He's feeding them. And I just would see my future. Like, oh, that's that's me in 20 years. I'm just gonna sit. Only he knows what they're saying. But he's like looking at me like, yeah, you don't want to know what they're saying. Like, you don't care. But me, Persians, we talk like we're fighting. Like when someone like the next door neighbors hear you telling a story. They probably think it's a brawl going down, oh, but sure. you're just, sure. but you're just telling a story. Just talking. Right. Yes, for sure. So you 100% saw my mom and I and thought it was fighting, but we were really like saying like, should we get the surf and turf? Should we get the Branzino? Should we get the mash? Should we get the asparagus? What sides are we getting here today? We were just trying to talk about what we're going to order. Like we were just having a regular conversation. Yes. So lost in translation was that. But what I hear is that you're saying some of the hardest stuff that we've ever gone through together brought us closer together. But before we got closer together, it almost pulled us completely apart. It almost broke us apart, up, broke up. You and I were the most at each other's throats because my dad was in the hospital. I was constantly afraid. I was constantly scared. My adrenals were at a 
20 million out of a scale from one to 10. Every time I heard an ambulance, I thought the siren was for my dad. I don't know how, if I slept. And, you know, and, like. And no offense, you were also fucking delusional. Like your, your expectations when you would talk to these doctors are like, all right, they tell you all these terrible things that he just went through. And you'd be like, all right, cool. So we love to play tennis. How long do you think we're going to be before we're playing tennis again? You know what I mean? And they would be like, uh, what? So, and I'll, I'd be like, yeah, don't worry, doc. She's just fucking nuts. It's all right. You know, she's just taking it on. So this is what would happen. We have these, what you said, very horrible, like nightmare conversations about the situation. The x-rays, the scanners are all showing horrible things. And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. He's not going anywhere. He's going to stay. So go ahead. I'll be out there waiting and you go ahead and you save his life. Thank you. How many hours? 18 hours. No problem. We're good. And I would tell my dad, I'm like, you're not going anywhere. Right. And he'd be like, no, sweetheart. No. I'd be like, I know. I know he wasn't going anywhere. I knew. And he pulled through. We pulled through. And the number of hours I stood in emergency rooms to wait for a scan, a doctor result, a blood, a this, a that was, I want to say it felt like, what, five years of my life? There was just a point where you're not going anywhere. You're watching all of your friends live their best lives. You know, at this point, we're going back to like, people are still day drinking. You're still going and doing trips and weekends and dinners and i was and right just, before that we had been like that's what we where we were we be at all the places she's talking about you know during the week on a wednesday you know i got home at three o'clock I, I went to work early but then we get home so we go out you know day drink and do whatever that shit and then within a, a, the blink of an eye that was gone you know and because uh, when your dad is sick you're like i'm not gonna go anywhere or do anything because I need, first of all, it's not fun. I don't know if everybody could say that. I don't even give a shit about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> My father. But you weren't, you definitely weren't. Like, you definitely were not leaving that. I could song. not be well if I, like, if, if someone was like, let's go out and let's just, let's get, like, turn up and whatever. I was like, no, because I can't, because I won't be able to stop thinking about my dad. I will not be able to put that on ice at all. I can curl up to my boyfriend and curl up to a bottle of Chardonnay. That's what I was drinking back then. And those two things and my dogs. And I would always smuggle my dogs into the ICU and all those hospital sections that they were not allowed in. I would smuggle them by taking them in carriers, strollers, blankets, you know, Everything they did, and then I'd put them underneath his hospital bed blanket. And but listen, it was worth it for him because he loved those. Dogs. <laughs> of course, He'd I did up. it because I needed. Yes. Yeah, you, you get real excited when um, you see those dogs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're not the most mature. Part of your charm is that you're not that type of person to be worried about all and handling all that type of stuff. And I saw you step up and you handled it all great. Uh, I know how proud he was of you. You know what I mean? And well, I he think- knew I had his back 100%. And yeah. like he saw me fight for him. And, you know, what I'm getting at is that through this process of having a sick loved one, there are very specific decisions that you have to make. Like the one time that his aftercare facility was actually a really, really scary place for my dad to be. And it was very difficult to leave him there because there were very scary voices coming from the neighboring rooms. It sounded like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It sounded like a mental institution instead of a rehabilitation center for what my dad has is supposed to be healing from. And if you find yourself in this position or if you've been in this position, you know that it is a very difficult thing, but you are the one that is advocating for your parents, your loved ones, your sister, your brother, your in the trenches, making smart decisions on the fly. The doctors and nurses are relying on you. You have to educate yourself. I feel like I might've gotten my medical degree, analyzing all the statistics and all of the the results of blood work. And hopefully if you have big family support, not everyone does have a huge family around them, are, you know, you're just doing your best. You're doing the best you can do. So uh, this one night I my dad looked at me and he was like, get me out of here. And I go, dad, our insurance will not pay for your health care. If we leave tonight, you can't can't just go home. It's not a hotel. This is like, you just left ICU from Cedars. We have to do this now for like the next 60 days and hope and pray for the best. And he was like, get me out or I will call a cab the second you leave. So I was like, fuck. So I had to literally, I was like, shit. I I found a wheelchair. I had to transfer him physically onto this chair. Then we're like out of the curb. The curb door is like scratching the sidewalk. The dogs are like, you know, smushing him and falling. And, and I drove him home and I drove him home and I had to carry him. And it's hard because he wasn't strong enough to try to do a transfer by yourself. A transfer in my language in my lexicon is when you have to physically be like a male nurse. That's why it was a lot of emotional and physical torture to be good at all of the aspects of it. How do people go through that? Like, I'm just like talking about it. I want to know, am I the only one? Certainly not. Yeah, and listen, you I, know, the I, way that you I'm showed just up- sitting here thinking, like, even in your me uh, again, as I said earlier, bro, I got work in the morning, so I'm going to work. It's just always how I've been, you know, unless it's me. But I'm saying, someone like you with the job that you had, you have a lot more freedom to it. So, like, the real estate, you know, before that, she was rocking and rolling, but that stuff immediately took her stop. So, is it you good only have that she have one father? Is it good that she has? 
the ability to stop that and go more focus entirely on her dad? Yes. Or is it better that maybe she has a job that she has to worry about no. so that she doesn't... I, that's what I mean. I don't know. I'm sitting here plum, just armchair quarterbacking. Well, if you, you had, can only speak if to you're, it. If you, you wanted all the moments with them, so... Hey, listen, if I had siblings, then maybe they could have split shifts. Yes. Or, you know, maybe I had siblings, but they live in Maine. I don't know where they are. Like, what about, you know, other local family members? It's just... No, I'm glad and that, no, that and if again, I had a job that was nine to five, I would have quit it if I needed to. So my dad understood. and I were clearly the thickest two duo that ever lived. Hopefully my son and I will have that connection. The three of us, you, me and him. And, you know, I, I feel like we've already started to create that amazing bond. But what I do think is that I said I didn't really know you from Adam. The way that you showed up for me was like you went from being this like good time guy. All we did was just, you know, drink like fish and like rabbits. Then to waking up at the crack of dawn every morning, you went to work and then you did another 12 hour shift with me and my dad. Day in, day out, you never even questioned where you were going. We knew we were going to the hospital. And after he fell asleep, then we would have those like, french fries at that irish yeah pub. i mean listen you know and the, we had a good time too we made the best of a really bad situation we weren't like snuffleupagus walking around kicking can all the time like you were just so optimistic it wasn't you know you could be with someone in that situation just really upset and really nervous you were like yeah all right so you know he'll be all right in a couple of weeks we'll be playing tennis in a couple of months i mean i'm sitting there like this bitch is crazy but whatever, whatever gets her through the day, I'm not going to rain on a parade. If this is what helps her get through it, then, you know, this is, all right, cool, man. Let's play doubles. I never played tennis before, you know? So sorry this was a little bit more of a depressing episode, but I just still think it was, you know, if you want to know us, we try to keep it real. This is a story. We're telling the story of our relationship that's going to have, uh, you know, its ups and downs. It's going to have its good and bad. There's vows that you take when you get married, and one of them is sickness and health, so it's a part of life. And uh, this is a part of life that we so kind of come into. you said that I sucked at my vows, but I actually... Your vows were terrible. We'll get to that. Don't worry. But... I've been waiting for years to get to that. Lived, I can keep waiting. But we put into action yeah. the vows. We were being there for each other. Yeah. So even before we took vows, we were living in action of those vows. Yeah. I just yeah. want to bring it back to all of us since we're like a loyal little family and people that are listening are really the third person in the conversation. So I love to know that if we're talking about it, we're all going to get each other through this, you know, because there's going to be someone that you know who's going to need to hear this, someone that's going to need like a little pick-me-up, a little support, or know how to ask for it or where to go or how to cope with it. Yeah, we're all going through the same shit. You guys, we reached out to you on this topic and we got questions from you guys on this topic. And the reason why this is so important to talk about is because I really did feel like we were on an island and I would have liked some more support. All of these questions are super important. And the first one comes from KRPC75. When your father was sick, did you ever let him see you cry? I never did. I always cried at home. Yes, ma'am, I agree with you. I did what you did. I held it in, and I made sure that when he saw me, I walked in like I am taking him to Disneyland. Yeah, I can attest to that. 
you'd have other family members that would come in and be sad and not you, man. You were every time you saw him, it looked like, you know, like you said, we're going to Disneyland. Big smiles, big energy. Cry in the hallway, honey. Cry in the car and just make him look like everything is positive. Pump him up with all the good energy. So, yes, KRPC75. And the next question. Uh, oh, shit. Your, your mother. I, I don't want her to wake up the baby. Our uh, mom is here, you guys. Yeah, I, I, let me go let her in. Babe. Okay, well, then, if you know what I think we'll do? You guys, we're going to have a rare appearance on this show today from the one, the only, Miss Vida Javid. Darth Vida. You film me too, I mean, no, if they're gonna no, see no, me. No, it's cold here. Oh, you're sitting right in front of the air conditioning. It's getting cold and... It's gonna get hot as soon as we turn it off. No, anyway, weather-wise, it's getting cold. I mean, the temperature okay. is cold and... Today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, tomorrow, the whole week. Oh, we are good. going to be fall. So Summer is over. How's the audio on Miss Vida? This? Yeah. This is a microphone? Perfect, yeah. Okay. So I have some questions, and I'm going to tell you what they are. All right, so, Mom. Yes. We got questions from Instagram asking for our help. And a lot of people come to your gram, your page on your IG for advice. So KRPC75, she said, when your father was sick, did you ever let him see you cry, or did you cry at home? So when you're seeing a loved one in the hospital... Do you cry in front of them or do you cry at home? What should they do? Okay, my question is, now I have a question. Can you control your sorrow? Can you control your feeling? Because sometimes you cannot control your feeling. If you feel like crying, you you are so emotionally sad and what you're seeing makes you very upset. The loved ones that is in hospital and is sick, so you don't have control on that. I mean, are you an actor or you are a real person? There is no instruction about that because this is about your uh, genuine emotional. So just let it all out. Be whoever you are feeling in front if of them. If you feel like crying and express your feeling to the patient, do that. If you don't feel to do that, and f- then you like to mourning at home at your privacy then do that too okay i mean each person is different you were doing both sometimes i was seeing tears in your eyes and also falling to your face but not like ho ho with a loud uh, voice but you were of course when you were arriving to the room and you would see him like pale and sometimes he was uh, looking better sometimes he was looking worse and uh, not look wise of course look wise he was the Alan Delon of the uh, place that's a the handsome movie star reference Alan Delon yes I mean I People- saw it on Instagram they they classify him as a most handsome man ever the most handsome like man Leonardo ever. DiCaprio 
No, no, Alain Delon. Oh, I know. No, 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 Leonardo, no, no. Nobody mentioned it like that. Only Alain Delon. Does that mean that Leonardo DiCaprio is not as attractive? He's not as good looking? They look uh, different. Leonardo is blonde. Leonardo, very dark black hair. Alain, you said. Alain Delon. And blue eyes, beautiful blue eyes. Leonardo, of course, has a beautiful turquoise blue eyes. But the color of Alain Delon's eyes is different, blue, darker blue than against the black hair. And, also, and my dad was the Alain Delon. He in was the in the original, the Purple Noon, the name of the movie, the original of Talented Mr. Ripley. Okay, next question. Bink331 wrote in and, and asked us, what was the positive that came out of the hardest time of a loved one's illness? That is sick. Yeah, like maybe it forces you to tell them things that you've never told them before. Sometimes, I mean, it can bring you closer together because maybe you spend more time with that person, take care of that person, like cooking for that person, serving that person, spend lots of time more than usual. If the person lives far from you, you manage to spend uh, days and nights together uh, with, uh, with that person. So you're saying the good thing out of when someone is sick, they need you. And when you they need you, you get to be there for him, them and do things for them that you normally wouldn't do. Because life gets busy. We all stay at no, home. No, because they didn't need that before. Right. They, before they were healthy and they didn't need that kind of Care. attention. And care. Mm -hmm. Now they are sick. The situation is different. They need your help. They need your attention, you know, physically and spiritually. So now it's the time that by giving them those things, uh, not only bring you close together mm -hmm. more than ever, makes you feel good, makes the patient feels good. And it can create so many good things too. But of course, our priority wish is that the person get well as soon as possible. Okay, so Jeanette Nat, spelled G-E-A-N-E-T, Nat, she asks, when is the right time to take a step back and take some time for yourself? I mean, you always have to take care of yourself. You have to get enough sleep so you can be there for them. If you are tired and you are not in a mood and you feel sick, you cannot be really a good companion for them. Yeah. So you have to be happy. You have to be healthy so you can be there for them. And you also have to take a shower. You have to wake up and let that water hit the top of your head. You always tell me that. In the center of your head. If yes. the water doesn't go center of your head, it's not counted. It doesn't count. You have to be fresh. You have to brush your teeth. You don't let your basic things fall by the wayside. Make sure you're drinking water. Get your exercise. Yes, put on a nice dress. Of course, you always have to dress nice and clean, especially when you go to hospital. Mm -hmm. You have to be very much presentable. Uh, because you know, because the person that's in the hospital has been stuck in that bed. So if you come in and you look good With from the, the eyes, not brush and the tired and the bags under your eyes, you make that person feel mm, even worse. <laughs> you want to go there fresh and nice, right? Oh, I don't think my mom's mommy. I don't think you're gonna be into this. But somebody asked. Okay, funsy wifey. 
I don't know if you're going to get the answer that you're looking for because I know my mom very well. And this question is, do you think that crystal healing therapies work? Do you believe in crystal therapies? Pardon? Do you believe that a crystal can be therapeutic? Crystal, who is the name of the person? Sangue crystal, sang. Uh-huh. Sangue crystal can be... Healing. Uh, healing. It's healing. I really don't think no, that's my mom's thing. I don't think so. I don't believe in that. Yeah. And you were saying on the, I just heard you were saying that you know me, you know me, I'm your mom very well. It's not true. You don't know me at all. So today we're talking about going through some difficult times. But what Tommy and I were saying about you is that you are a very strong human being and that when people need you you come through you don't disappoint so now I'm going to put the pressure on you big time and I'm going to ask you what are your top three favorite qualities about your character number one I don't lie true that's true I really don't lie no lies detected there that's true number two I'm honest and uh, I really express my fee- my true feeling about everything and uh, my I express my opinion especially when people ask for it if a person asks for my opinion I will give them truly in other words I'm no one's kiss asser <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> and number 3 at this age, uh, at this stage, I love my grandson. But that's not your character. That's just something yes, you like. Yes, it's my character because, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't know I'm going to love him or love her. I didn't know because I was not crazy about children. I was very cool about children. So I didn't know about my feeling about my grandson whatsoever. I didn't know, am I going to love her? Am I going to uh, not love her? Is my love is going to be so-so? Is going to be strong? Because there are different gr- grandparents. Some grandparents become crazy about their uh, grandchildren. They really go crazy for them, love-wise. I love my grandson very much, and he's really a love of my life. As your daughter, I'm just glad that I am able to give you someone that gives you pleasure, especially now that you're retired, and it's going to give you and me a whole new chapter because now we can do things that we have never done before with our son. You get it? You know what I mean? It just gives me a lot of hope for the future. Of course. Lots of good times. Thank you, Mom, for participating in Till the Dirt with Pommy and MJ, and we can't wait to have you back again welcome (laughs) okay guys one more thing when you order the cameos will you let me know in the message that you ordered it because you heard us here i'm just genuinely curious and you can find us on cameo forward slash mercedes javid and cameo forward slash tommy fight and don't forget, we love your reviews. We love hearing from you. You can send us DMs at Till the Dirt. And if you know a friend that would love to laugh along to our stories, 
please share our links with your friends. And you guys can talk shit about us with each other, kind of like we do with the housewives. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.